We might be headlong into the football season for South Carolina, but today is a massive day for both the men's and women's basketball programs. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast daily. And we've got a lot going on in Gamecock country over the next 48 hours. Obviously, the South Carolina Gamecocks have a big football game taking place on Saturday afternoon as they'll be taking on the Florida Gators down in Gainesville. And if you want to hear my thoughts on some of the key matchups, big storylines, and what I think is going to happen with this contest, you can go and check out yesterday's show where I did a crossover show with Locked On Gators host Brandon Olson to dive deeper into that matchup. But for today's show, we're going to talk all about the basketball teams. We're going to talk about the games that both the men's and women's teams have later tonight. And we're going to talk about what could be one of the biggest commitments in the women's basketball program's history. So let's start off with obviously the big game in terms of, you know, the emotions because South Carolina is taking on their arch rivals in the Clemson Tigers later tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the Colonial Life Arena on SEC Network Plus. I got to be honest, I don't know why this game is not on regular television, but I digress. So South Carolina heading into this matchup. There are a couple players that, of course, have had their status maybe up in the air in Gamecock fans' minds over the last couple days. Here's a quick update on those guys. Benjamin Bosman's for Donk, according to Lamont Paris and what he told the media on Thursday. He is going to be available for tonight's contest. I think that is going to be huge considering the fact that South Carolina is going to be facing a team that's going to be bringing more size to the court than, say, South Carolina State did. And in that kind of case, you need a guy like Benjamin Bosman's for Donk on the floor, a guy who is six foot eight, a guy who is absolutely built like a tank at 250 pounds. You need that guy out there on the floor, someone who's a veteran, someone who's played in big college basketball games in the Big Ten. So, Benjamin Bosman's for Donk, you know, he might not be starting. He might not be playing more than, you know, say 20, 24 minutes or so. But he is going to be available. And as far as I could tell, he is probably going to be playing in tonight's contest. Michi Johnson. This is where things get a little bit more murky for Gamecock fans. Michi obviously went down multiple times with what seems like a lower body injury against the South Carolina State Bulldogs on Tuesday night. And according to Lamont Paris, he's been getting treatment pretty much every day since that game took place. And um, he kind of sounded like he was a bit noncommittal in terms of his status. Of course, he did not rule him out, but he also didn't exactly say that, you know, he's going to be available to play. So I would list Michi Johnson right now 
based on all the information I have as a game time decision. The Clemson Tigers have a big injury in their own right. Star forward PJ Hall. He is still recovering from a surgery that he had back in July for a subluxation issue with one of his kneecaps. Now, PJ Hall could be, I guess, available for this contest. Uh, Brad Brunell did say that, you know, he might be able to play some minutes in some of their November games, but would definitely be back for the conference slate on the Tigers' end. So, it'll be interesting to see if P.J. Hall does get any minutes in this game. If he does, again, I would suspect they would be very, very few minutes. Now, in terms of South Carolina's opponent in the Clemson Tigers, what's their roster makeup? The Tigers returned four stars from last year's team, which includes the injured P.J. Hall. But they're also a very experienced team. They have seven players on this roster that are juniors all the way up to even graduate players. A lot of fifth-year players. I think two or three on this roster. So they got guys that have played a ton of basketball, especially at this level, compared to a lot of the guys on South Carolina's roster. Now, in terms of the scouting report, what can I tell y'all about some of their starters? Well, They've got a lot of shooters in this lineup, but I think you're going to see that on Friday night. Now, starting with the guards, Chase Hunter. He is pretty much the Tigers' de facto point guard, and he does a little bit of everything for this offense. He takes guys off the dribble. He can shoot from pretty much any area on the floor. He's a plus free throw shooter, and he's also a very savvy passer. So he is pretty much the engine that drives this Tigers offense. Now, Alex Hemingway, he is a guy that's been there for many years now. He's pretty much their three-point specialist. He's not going to be a guy that's going to go out there and create a bunch of shots for himself off the dribble, but he is a guy that can make you pay if you leave him wide open for three anywhere on the floor. He shot 39.65% from three over his sophomore and junior campaigns combined. They also got transfer guard from Boston College, Brevin Galloway, who is a shoot-first guard. He's got Mechie Johnson-type range. I mean, this guy shoots like 25 to 35-footers from three. He also does possess the ability to poke the ball away from opposing guards when on defense. And then the last start I'll talk about real quick is Hunter Tyson. He is one of the graduate players for this Tigers basketball team and has been there for many years now and has a lot of starting experience. And he does a little bit of everything for Clemson. He could shoot the three and drive to the basket on offense, but he could also be a real pest on the glass in terms of getting proper positioning, understanding the importance of having good leverage and positioning whenever the ball is up in the air heading towards the basket. So those are some of the notes that I took from the Tigers starting group. Now, with the odds for this game, according to Bet Online, they have the Gamecocks as a two and a half point underdog, and the over-under is listed at 137 and a half points. So what are my overall thoughts on this game? I will say this. I do agree with the spread from the standpoint that I think this is going to be a close contest. I by no means think that either one of these teams are going to pull away to a significant lead in any portion of this contest. I think the key for the Gamecocks is going to be to try to slow down or maybe just flat out neutralize Chase Hunter for Clemson because he has a lot of drive and kick ability at that point guard spot. And with the amount of shooters that the Tigers have in their starting lineup, combined with South Carolina's issues with switches and weak side rotations that really showed themselves in the South Carolina State game, this could potentially cause some problems for South Carolina on that side of the court. So 
I think that if I was Lamont Paris, I would probably mix in a little bit more zone defense to try and pretty much force Tigers to just jack up some quick three-point shots. At least, you know, maybe try to get them out of rhythm in certain points of this matchup. And the other factor to watch in this game is going to be the Michi Johnson factor. Because if Michi Johnson cannot play at point guard, that probably means you'll see Jacoby Wright get shuffled to the point guard spot and starting there. And it also probably means that you'll see a lot more of Zachary Davis on Friday night, who's a true freshman. And look, Zachary Davis has a ton of promise. I think he could definitely develop and be molded into a very capable starting guard in the SEC but Zachary Davis is a true freshman. He's going to have true freshman moments, if you understand what I'm getting at. He's going to try to, you know, maybe create a shot that he thinks is there, but in all actuality, you know, it's just going to be really, really messy. And sometimes maybe be a little bit predictable in terms of what he does offensively. And with the amount of experience that this Tigers roster has, I think that that's something that, you know, might not bode to the favor of the Gamecocks. Plus, everything that Michi does with the basketball in his hands, he's very important to this Gamecock basketball team. So, my final prediction, Gamecock fans, you're not going to like me saying this. You'll probably rip me up in the comment section on YouTube, but it's just my overall opinion on this. I think that Clemson's going to win this game. I do think, again, it's going to be very, very close. I do think the Tigers will cover the spread. But in my opinion, I would take the under here on the 137.5 points from our friends at Bet Online. Now, in just a couple moments, I will preview the game on the women's side as South Carolina is going to be traveling up to College Park, Maryland to take on the 17th ranked Maryland Terrapins. And I'll talk about all that in just a few moments. But before I do get to that matchup, I want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up your college football season. Now, for this week, I got two specific games I'm looking at. Colorado at number 8 Southern Cal and number 4 TCU at number 18 Texas. Now, for the game between the Trojans and the Buffaloes, I'm going to take Southern Cal running back Travis Dye to rush for higher than 102.5 rushing yards as Colorado possesses the second-worst rush defense in all of college football. I don't think I need to say anything else past that point. I'm also going to take TCU quarterback Max Duggan to throw for higher than 255.5 passing yards against the Texas Longhorns, as Duggan has crossed this threshold in seven of the Horned Frogs' nine contests so far this season. So who would you pick in these scenarios? Sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON, all in one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using the promo code LOCKEDON, all in one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. All right, so let's move on now to the women's basketball team, who, as I mentioned earlier, has got a very important game coming up later this evening, as it will be a top 25 matchup against the 17th ranked Maryland Terrapins. This game is going to be taking place at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
on ESPN2. Now, this is the second matchup of a home-and-home -home series between the Gamecocks and the Terrapins. As South Carolina defeated Maryland last year 66-59 in Colonial Life Arena in what was a very closely contested contest all the way to the end. However, the Maryland Terrapins will look a little bit different this time around. They had a couple of key losses from this past year's squad who went into the transfer portal and went to other schools. The biggest loss by far was forward Angel Reese, who averaged 17.8 points and 10.6 rebounds per game all of last year. She transferred to LSU to play for Kim Mulkey and the Tigers. Guard Ashley Owusu, their point guard from last year, averaged 14.3 points per game and 3.7 assists per game while shooting 40.6% from three all of last season. She went back to her home state of Virginia to play for the Virginia Tech Hokies. So with both of these players now gone from the Maryland Terrapins women's basketball team, um, I think it's going to be significantly harder for Maryland to really generate a whole lot of offensive firepower, especially in this kind of contest. And I'll explain why in just a little bit. But in terms of the scouting report, basically, Maryland's got a couple of players that I think that South Carolina fans will need to keep an eye on. Their top guard in my eyes is Princeton transfer Abby Myers, who averaged 17.9 points and 5.8 rebounds per game last year for the Tigers and shot 39.3% from three-point land. Their top forward is Florida transfer Lavender Briggs, who averaged 15.7 points and six rebounds per game over her three seasons playing for the Gators in the Southeastern Conference. So they got a couple of solid players, but the issue again is the fact that they are transfer players. They have not played for this coach or for this program for a very long period of time. So there is still a feeling out process, at least I would guess, that is taking place right now with some of these players trying to gel and play together. An issue that obviously the South Carolina Gamecocks do not have with their starting lineup. Now, there is one other thing that Maryland does have where I think they could pose maybe some challenges to South Carolina. As, obviously, when you think about South Carolina's women's basketball team, you think about the overall height and length that they bring, especially in the front court. Well, in terms of that aspect, the Maryland Terrapins might be one of the few teams that South Carolina plays this season that is actually going to be able to match them in this regard. As there's only three players who play for the Terrapins that are listed under six foot tall on the roster, which is a rarity for women's college basketball teams. You do not see that kind of um, proportional size in terms of height and length very often for a women's college basketball program. So let's go ahead and get to what my overall thoughts are on this game. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I think South Carolina is going to win, and honestly, I don't think it's going to be particularly close. When you look back at South Carolina's opening matchup against the East Tennessee State Buccaneers earlier this week, South Carolina, of course, they were playing a team that was quite overmatched, a team that was playing for a first-year head coach. And so a lot of people probably say you can't make too much out of that first game. And, you know, I would completely understand where you're coming from in that regard, but in terms of, you know, just how dominant the team was on Monday night, I actually went back and looked real quickly at the non-conference slate from this past year. 
And the thing that I sort of noticed was that even against teams like Elon this past season, South Carolina rarely blew a team out by this wide of a margin, 101 to 31. And yet that is what they did against the Buccaneers on Monday night. Now, of course, does that mean that South Carolina is going to do that with every non-conference opponent, including top 25 teams? Absolutely not. Does that, of course, mean that, you know, they're going to be a guarantee to maybe go undefeated? Absolutely not. That is not a guarantee. But what I think that tells y'all is, you know, this team is already playing like an absolutely well-oiled machine, and it's game one of the season, which Every other opponent that South Carolina has to face should be even more terrified just because of that fact. So with this game in particular, I think South Carolina is going to win big here. I think that the losses of Angel Reese and Ashley Owusu for the Terrapins are just going to be far too much for them to overcome, especially early on in the season. If they were playing this game maybe later in the non-conference slate, maybe they could put up more of a challenge. But because of where this game is spotted, even though they have the game at home, I just don't think Maryland's going to be able to contend with South Carolina because Angel Reese and Ashley Wusu were the only players for the Terrapins last year in this exact game to score in double figures. Ashley Wusu, I think, had 11 points, and Angel Reese had 20 points. And now, those 31 points are now gone. You're going to have to find a way to fill in that vacuum of lost production. And I just don't think Maryland's going to be able to do that. Now, of course, Don Staley has got a lot to look forward to with this year's squad. A lot of seniors on this year's team. And obviously, they're going to try to go out with a bang, try to win a second straight national championship. And of course, it's probably going to go down as one of the most accomplished groups of senior athletes that any South Carolina sports program has ever seen come onto campus here at the University of South Carolina. But... There was one player that committed to Don Staley in the South Carolina Gamecocks on Thursday afternoon who could be a massive, and I mean a massive, part of the future of the program. And I'm going to touch on that and dive into what she could bring to the hardwood in just a few moments. But first... I want to ask y'all something. Have y'all thought about getting a home security system recently? But maybe you've been putting it off because maybe you got some other issues going on around the house. Or maybe because of, you know, everything that's been going on with inflation this year, you don't have as much money, maybe in your eyes, to invest in something like that. Well, right now, you all, the Locked On Gamecocks audience, can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. You heard me correctly here. This is their biggest offer of the year. And why I love Simply Safe is the fact that they have 24/7 monitoring agents that they utilize which in an emergency is used to find critical evidence and discover whether or not there is maybe a valid threat near or in your home. This allows for an adequate response time from the local authorities. And by the way, this monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day, which is less than one of Simply Safe's biggest competitors in this market in ADT. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you don't want to miss out. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, so let's talk about the commitment of Malaysia Fullwilly from Keenan High School right here near the Columbia area. So Malaysia, she has been one of the biggest, most highly touted prospects over the past several years. Don Staley, just for context, started recruiting her when she was in like 6th, 7th, or 8th grade, sometime in middle school. You know that you've got a special talent on your hands when someone of Don Staley's notoriety, someone of her prestige in basketball is recruiting you when you are a middle schooler. That just speaks volumes to what she possesses. And I'm going to get into all that even further in just a few moments. But the announcement itself, it was really cool to see. I saw it on social media. I highly recommend that you go look for it yourself. But when Malaysia was getting ready to announce her commitment, she had to stop herself multiple times. She was holding back tears when she was reading off all her thank yous and, you know, how she knew that at the end of the day, she could only pick one program despite all the love and support that had been shown to her from all of these women's college basketball programs across the country, some of the best that women's college basketball has to offer. And there's good reason why. Malaysia Fullwilly was rated a five-star and the 13th best prospect in the country for the 2023 class, according to ESPN Hoop Girls Recruiting rankings and to give you all an idea of just how good she is she's had players like Steph Curry and UConn guard Paige Beckers give ringing endorsements of the ability that she possesses I think she even played as a part of like a Steph Curry basketball camp for some of the most elite women's high school basketball players in the country a while back so again uh, just goes to show y'all just how much people think of her now in terms of her overall skill set that she brings Honestly, the question that should be asked is, what doesn't she bring to the court? Malaysia can hit the three ball at a pretty high clip, and she's got a really nice step-back shot in her arsenal as well, so she can create her own shot by herself. She does not need a bunch of pick-and-rolls in order to open up that area of the floor. She can also go behind the back with the basketball when driving to the paint because she's got great handles and slashing ability. She can spin off defenders. She's great at using her offhand when rising up to the basket. And she even has a little up and under move that she utilizes when there are defenders right in front of her at the rack. So uh, yeah, Malaysia, she, she could score in a bevy of different ways. And It's funny, when I watched these YouTube videos, the thing that really kind of got my attention was just how much she seemed like she was in command of everything that was going on. Every time she had the basketball, you never saw even an iota of hesitation in what she was getting ready to do. She was walking up the court pretty much like, she was walking up the court pretty much like, you know, she owned it. And, you know, obviously some people might get put off by that kind of mentality, but in my eyes, I see that as, you know, that's just how much confidence that she has in her ability and what she can do, no matter who is guarding her, and, oh, to top it all off, she can also make some no-look passes that are reminiscent of 
when White Chocolate or Jason Williams was playing in the NBA. Maybe not putting it behind the back and going off of the opposite elbow. I don't know if she could do that necessarily, but she does like to throw out those no-look passes every so often when driving in transition, and she has some help coming up next to her or behind her. So to put it bluntly, Malaysia Fulwilly, she is going to be a big part of this team when she arrives to campus. Obviously, you've got Raven Johnson right now, who's a redshirt freshman because of the torn ACL injury that she suffered this past year. And of course, she's very talented in her own right. So I'm not going to say that she's going to be taken over, you know, when Malaysia gets to campus, but it's going to be a just nasty one-two combo that the Gamecocks are going to have at that point guard spot. And of course, you got other guards like Ashlyn Watkins and Talasia Cooper, who the team has right now. But in terms of being a point guard, in terms of being able to just completely take over a basketball game, I think Malaysia's ability to do that is higher than all the players that I just mentioned, maybe besides Raven Johnson. So needless to say, In terms of her athleticism, in terms of her ability to create her own shot and make her shot consistently, um, listen, there's been a lot of talk about how Aaliyah Boston might get her own statue now next to Asia Wilson for all the accomplishments that she has had throughout her college career. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that one day Malaysia Fulwilly is going to have that same sort of ceremony with a statue being out front of the arena. Obviously, that's a lot of pressure to put on someone who's not even enrolled in college yet. But my point is, she's got that kind of superstar potential. She could be the next great women's basketball player to play for Don Staley and the South Carolina program. South Carolina has gotten to a point where every time one great basketball player leaves, There's another one that's coming in. And now it's getting to a point where Don Staley is bringing in one of those kind of players pretty much every year or every other year. It's not like something that's happening every three or four years. Malaysia Fulwiley is the next one up. So I highly recommend that y'all go to YouTube. Check it out for yourself because I promise you, yeah, your jaw, it will hit the floor when you watch all the things that she does. So what are y'all's overall thoughts on all the basketball action that we are going to be seeing throughout today? How do you think these games are going to play out? And for those of you who've been following the recruitment of Malaysia Full Willie for quite some time, what are your thoughts on her commitment, what it means for Don Staley and this women's basketball program? I want to hear all of y'all's thoughts, as always, down below in the comments section on YouTube. Or if you're listening to today's show on an audio podcast app, you can send me a message on Twitter at a line underscore SC, and I'll try to respond to it as quickly as I see it. And once again, I thank y'all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast y'all's first listen or watch every day. So for your next listen, I'd like for y'all to go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day can all be found right there on the Locked On Sports Today podcast. This podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast daily. But once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. Have a great rest of your Friday and a fantastic weekend. For those of you who are going to any of the games, Throughout today or tomorrow at the football game, please be safe with your travels. I'll catch y'all on the next show right here on Locked on Gamecocks.